hurt me as well. First thing I want to do, I want to share with you guys a prophetic word from uh, our apostle uh, for 2023. Um, and I just want you to listen closely. We're going to uh, get this on our website so that you'll be able to uh, have this and, and stay in expectation. I want you to receive this and I want you to claim it in your life. Here it is. The next three months will be months of reciprocal manifestation as obedience in the kingdom will yield amazing timely results and set in motion future increase. Godly dreams, visions, and aspirations are on the fast track. God will use divine connections, divine cancellations, divine concepts, and divine consecration to cause this final quarter of this year to be the catalyst for the greatest yield of your faith all year long. Don't contaminate the moment with skepticism, unbelief, and doubt. Just choose to rejoice and rekindle aggressive faith to give substance to the plan of God for your life. Let me say that again. God is going to use divine connections, divine consecration, divine concepts, and divine cancellations to make an extraordinary quarter for those who will receive and believe. Listen at this, a divinely orchestrated connection can make all the difference in your life in these next three months. Oh, God from heaven, I'm telling you to get ready. Get ready. Come on, say, I receive divine connections, divine consecration, divine concepts, and divine cancellations. This last quarter of 2023 will be the best quarter of my entire year I am bold I trust God I will not waver I will not second guess the leading and auctioning of the spirit of God and I will celebrate in advance for what God has done for me I believe I receive in Jesus name amen Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Today we're starting a brand new series. Uh, we, we are, I'm, I'm building you up for where we're going. Uh, we said yesterday in our, um, in our prayer, and I want to encourage all of you, you need to get here on first Saturday of every month. For our, I'm telling you, this place is going to be so packed during our prayer time. That, that the, the, if you're a member, you better get here 30 minutes before it's time. God is allowing his glory to rest on this house. So much so that when we just, if you just get in the room, things are just going to begin to happen in your life. Bodies are just going to be healed from being in the room. I'm telling you where God, where God has taken us. And you don't, you don't need to miss those first Saturday prayer times. Get your kids here. Glory to God. I'm telling you, God is doing something, and you want to be a part of it. Amen. Today, we're going to start a series entitled, Lack No More. Come on, say that. Lack No More. This is lesson one, and simply in lesson one, we want to, our subtitle is Removing the Blinders. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Listen, lack 
is a part of Satan's plan. Lack is a part of Satan's plan. My series goal is simply to dismantle Satan's strategy to rob both the believer and the kingdom of God. I come to wreck his kingdom. <laughs> Glory to God. I come to tear down everything that Satan has tried to build against God's people. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 in the New Living Translation it says Satan who is the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. Now notice that scripture says that Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. But, but I am convinced that there are believers in many of our churches whose minds have been blinded to the good news. And so what we want to do today, we want to remove the blinders. Come on, I, I know I'm right about that because Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 16, Paul talked about how he ceased not to pray and make, how he ceased not to make mention of them in their prayers. And he's praying that God would give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of their understanding will become enlightened. That they will know what is the hope of his calling and the riches. Of, see, you've heard me say this and I'm going to keep saying it that, that we cannot as believers afford uh, for the line to be blurred in what's God and what's Satan. Glory to God. We got, we got to know, we got to know without doubt what's God and what's Satan. So we're going to remove the blindness. Now watch this. Today we're going to cover or we're going to answer these questions. We're going to talk about what is lack. We're going to answer the question, is lack God's will? And then what is the believer's responsibility? Amen. Turn to Luke chapter 22 verse 35. Now hear this statement as you're turning. You cannot overcome what you tolerate. <laughs> you cannot overcome what you tolerate. And many of you have learned how to tolerate lack. You say, no, not me. Well, you learn how to rob Peter and pay Paul. That's tolerating lack. Oh, praise the Lord. This is going to be so good. So what is lack? Luke chapter 22, verse 35. If you got it, say, I got it. You're ready, say, come on. You need more time, say, wait a minute. I will, the rapture won't. Luke chapter 22 verse 35 says, And he said, he being Jesus, said unto them, Watch this now. Now, this is Jesus. Let me, let, me, let me bring you into context of what we're looking at here. This is Jesus. He's now commissioned his 12 disciples. They are now apostles. And he's sending them out to do missionary work. And when he sent them out, he told them to don't take purse, don't take script, don't take gold, don't take silver, which means that the disciples were not broke. I'm sorry for the old church teaching telling you that they were poor. You don't tell a poor person not to take a purse, don't take a script, don't take silver, and don't take gold. You just tell a poor person to go. But the fact that he told them not to take gold and not to take silver means they had some. Amen. See, see that's the blinder. Don't believe the lie. 
down. Why, why did he tell them not to take purse, not to take script? Not, because he's teaching them how to have dependency upon him to take care of them. That's a lesson. He's teaching them how to depend on him. Furthermore, it was always set up for the naysayers from the institution of the Bible that they that minister the gospel live off the gospel. So every house that they went into and ministered to that house, the response of the reciprocal blessing on that house is because I blessed you with the word, you blessed me with substance. So they would be fed from that house. They would have shelter from that house. Furthermore, they were on missionary work. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get that blinder off. Because you don't go to your job and, and just for teaching purposes, work at Burger King and then expect pay from McDonald's. So I'm not going to come and work at right way and expect pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got me? So now watch this. Verse, 20, verse 35, Jesus now, they're back. And he said unto them, when I sit you without purse and scrip and shoes, listen, lack ye anything? And they said nothing. Now. Jesus sent them out with little because he is training them, listen church, how to depend on him. Now we see that with Jesus' way, they lacked nothing. Come on, catch it again. He's teaching them how to depend on him as their source. And with Jesus as the source, they lacked nothing. <laughs> now let's define our terms. What is this word lack? This word lack, I have several definitions. One, this word lack means to be in need. It means deficient. It means short. The word lack means something is missing. The word lack means to be without that which is essential or necessary. Mm. The word lack means to be in want. Say want. Now, the word lack and the word want are used interchangeably throughout the scripture, right? And, and, and so this word want, it means to be without that which is essential or necessary. Now watch this, watch this. Psalms 21 and 3, Psalms 21 and 3 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The NIV says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. <laughs> the Message Bible says, God is my shepherd, I do not need a thing. And the Easy Read version says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Now watch this. This word lack, I love this one, also means to fall behind. To come up short or to come late. Later on in the new year, I'm going to teach a message on excellence and integrity. I may, I may bring back an old message I talk called the CIA, character, integrity, and accountability. Because it's lacking in the lives of believers. 
And let me tell you something else. This casual Christianity that all of you are falling into, where we have in podcasts, where we got to have a, a, a theological discussion of whether or not a Christian can cuss, what's sin and what's not sin. We're trying to find ways to be casual with Christ. It's going to lead your butt straight to hell. Better watch this progressive casual Christianity. The Bible says put away from you a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from you. You don't cuss when you go see the judge. I bet you don't cuss when you go see that judge. You better watch this casual Christianity to make you feel comfortable. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. No, no. And, and then this, come on, say come late. See, some, uh, the reason I got to teach on, because some of y'all coming to church late. And I know that, it, listen, I know if you're treating God like that, you late in other areas of your life too. Yeah, you late, at, which means some blessings going to come up late. Because you reap, yeah, with your late self. You late, you late, you late. You pay your bills late, you late. You late in responding, you late. You late in agreeing with Holy Spirit, you late. And we shouldn't be late. The believers shouldn't be coming up short. The Lord is your shepherd. But that's not my message. <laughs> that's not, I'm, I'm, I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about the late part later. I'm going to bring that in another message about you being late all the time. Because I promise you, see, you got to think about it. You got to give new meaning to this. this. It's not just, you're coming to hear from God. So you late coming to hear from God, but you want him to be on time with you. But that ain't my message. Let's go. We, we'll talk about that later on. Now watch this. Luke chapter 15, verse 14, Amplified Classic. It says, and when he has spent all, talking about this, um, the prodigal son, right? Got his father's inheritance. Bible says he went to a far city, spent all, a famine hit the city. He was out of money. He was about to eat the husk. I mean, this boy's all the way down to eating the pig slop. And the Bible says, and when he had spent all he had, a, a mighty famine came upon that country, and he began to fall behind and be in want. Remember I said one definition of the word lack means to fall behind? See, a famine hit that land, that boy fell behind, and he's now in want. Now, why? why? Catch the assembly. He's away from the shepherd. His father in the, in the story is a metaphor of the shepherd. He's away from the shepherd, and when the famine hits the land, lack hits his life, and he finds himself in want. Now, watch this. So, is, is lack then God's will? It's like God's will. Well, it is God's will for Christians. I'm sorry. It is not God's will for Christians to be coming up short. It's not God's will for Christians to be unable to function in life. It's not God's will that Christians be late and fall behind. It's not God's will that you lack. Lack is Satan's agenda. Come on, say that. Lack is not the will of God. It's not the will of God that you and I fall behind. It's not, enough, it's not the will of God that you and I don't have the necessities that we need for life. 
Come on, it's not God's will that we be deficient. It's not God's will that we come up short, that we can't pay our bills. It's not the will of God. He's not trying to teach you something, show you something. It's Satan's agenda. You got to remove the blinders. There is no lesson learned from lights and water being off other than you don't want lights and water off. It is not God's will, no time and in no way. Come on, say no time and in no way. There is no redemptive plan from God in you lacking. Let me give you some proof text. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7. Some proof text. Verse 7 through 9a says, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. A land of brooks, of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley and vine and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. That means without a little bit. Without shortage. Watch this. Thou shalt not lack. Are y'all with me? Okay, thou shalt not, well, uh, 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 no, 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 where we at? Thou shalt not lack, uh, you, I think you went a scripture down. Thou shalt, yeah, yeah. Verse 8, go back up to verse 8. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not, uh-uh, uh-uh. But, uh, what, what they in? Go King James, go uh, olive oil, honey. Okay, go to the next verse. Verse 9, go to the next verse. A land wherein thou Come on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Because I want you to see it. I want you to see it. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread. Come on, read with me. Without scarceness. Read. Thou shalt not lack. So God was taking the children of Israel into the land of Canaan, and they wasn't going to lack anything in that land. Do y'all see it? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47 through 48. It says, because thou, listen, look at the scripture. Because thou servest not the Lord with joyfulness and with gladness of heart. For the what? For the abundance of all things. Watch this, verse, verse 48 says, Therefore shall thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in the want of all things. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Anytime, it, I, I, I know we're having some computer issues, I want to just take that down till we get it right because I don't, I don't want, I don't want or the scriptures to be conflating with them and they can listen to me. We can pull that down and then I'll just keep moving with our production. Let's do it like that. Now, I want you to hear verse 48 again. I so want you to see it, but verse 48 says, therefore shall thou serve thine enemies with uh, which the Lord sent against thee in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in the want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until uh, he have destroyed thee. So now watch this. Verse 47, verse 47 is the summary of the blessing of God. 
And the blessing of God in verse 48, 47 is joyfulness, it's gladness of heart, and it's the abundance of all things. Verse 48 is the summary of the curse. And the curse is, is that you're going to be in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in the want of all things. So verse 47 is you with God. You're supposed to have joyfulness. You're supposed to have gladness of heart. And you're supposed to have the abundance of all things. Verse 48 is you with the enemy. And with the enemy, he keeps you in thirst. He keeps you in hunger. He keeps you in nakedness. And the enemy keeps you in the want of all things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Say lack. It's not the will of God. Which means I don't accept anything that's not the will of God. I don't reason with it. I don't go back and forth with it. I say, no, 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 no. You are not the will of God. And I reject you. Oh, I reject lack. Because it's not the will of God for my life. Now watch this. Psalms chapter 34, verse 9 through 10. Now listen to me. The scripture is God's mind. And we live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, right? Now watch this. Uh, uh, Psalms 34, 9 and 10 says, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no... <laughs> there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord... shall not want any good thing. Now, want in verse 9 means lack. It means deficiency. It means impoverishment. It means poverty. And want in verse 10 means lack. And it means to, to be distressed or fail. So those, those that seek the Lord, they won't be distressed and fail. Those of us who are his saints, we won't be in lack. We shouldn't be deficient. We shouldn't be impoverished. We shouldn't be in poverty. Now watch this, Jeremiah chapter, I'm using the scripture just to prove it out. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 4, it says, and I will set up, now see, see, that's why you got to find out who your pastor is. Let me stop right here. I'm a blessing to you. Oh, I used to be reluctant to say stuff like this, but boy, something new to come up on me, and I'm just going to say what I'm going to say, and you're going to let it be what you're going to be. Amen? Amen. Minute, 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 you hung around with women and the dogged you out for years, and some of you done hung out with men and the dogged you out for years, but then you, I ain't submitting to no man. You, you, that man dogged you out for 10 years, and you just hoped he would change. And then you second-guess pastors, and you lived with this one physically, and he didn't do right. I trip out with men. Can't no man tell me nothing. You need a man to tell you something. To grow that boy up on the inside of you so you'll become a man. You say that because you ain't had no dad in your life. A man who really had a father in his life would never say a man can't tell me nothing. Only a man that didn't have a man, well excuse me, only a male that didn't have a man in his life say stuff like that. 
I'm a blessing to you. That's why, that's why you need to find out. Listen, I'm going to say something. That's why you need to find out who your pastor is, not your church. Because you can, you can join a church and never submit to the pastor. See, the church is the building. That's what we like. We love submitting to buildings. Okay, let me be quiet for a minute and let's see if the building going to bless you. Anybody get a word from the Lord yet from the building? No, God don't assign you to a building. He'll assign you to a man. And I'm your man. I'm your man. See, we only have a problem with what I'm talking about right now with the church. But you don't have a problem when it comes to your doctor. If your doctor was in sweet B and your doctor moved to sweet C, you ain't got no problem leaving sweet B and going to sweet C because your doctor left. You don't go sit in B waiting for the doctor to come back to B if he moved to C, which means you're committed to the doctor, not to the sweet. But isn't it amazing? We'll commit to a church but won't commit to the man. And then wonder why God, because a part of you being able to believe that word is you being able to believe me. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. There you go. Put man. Well, you don't say that to your doctor when he writes the prescription. You believe that the doctor has diagnosed you correctly. And you take that prescription that you can't read. You can't read it. And I'm showing you the prescription on the screen. I'm showing you what you take and that it'll work. Take the medicine. That's why God don't want us dating all these folks and shacking and having sex with all these people. Because it's ruining your per perception of real relationship. I don't believe in these young folks. I'm just going to let my child date. Cray cray. You teach, they, they learning at a young age how to divorce. If this one don't work, drop them. And God forbid if you put them on birth control or gave them condoms just so they can protect themselves. Sin just don't bring no baby in the house with your Christian self. I don't know if my daughters or my sons had boyfriends or girlfriends. I didn't permit them. Because I'm not going to teach you how to, how, to, how to practice divorce. You have friends. You go out on dates. But don't be bringing them hussies up in here. We ain't going through that. We ain't going through that. Now your heart, you 16 and your heart broken. What's your heart doing broke at 16? You shouldn't know nothing about a broken heart. A, B, C, math, you should be dating math, English, uh, P.E., science. That's, that's, that's who you should be dating right now. We don't need to be, what, we don't need to be waking them, them feelings up right now. I can't trust a man, why? I can't trust a woman, why? What you doing with a body count? Why? That ain't my message though. I'm talking about lack over here. Acts chapter 4 verse 35. But I'm trying to get you to see how, how 
These relationships impede and, and destroy your perception of real, authentic relationship because you've been practicing broken relationships for so long that your expectation of the real relationship, that it too is going to be broken. The easiest person that you should be able to get along with is you. Sadly, many of you can't handle being in a room by yourself too long. You can't handle your bed being only you in it. And that's a sad indictment. Acts chapter 4 verse 35. Let me get off that because that ain't my message. They'll have to edit that little part out right there. I'm a, Jeremiah, I'm sorry, 23, 4, I'm going to say it again, and I don't back down from this. I'm a blessing to you. Yes, I am. I'm a blessing to you. I say this more with, with humbly, 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 but bold at the same time. If, it, if, if God didn't speak to me, it wouldn't be right way. So you're not here for right way. You're here because God said something to me. I didn't drive up the street and right way was over there. He said, go up in right way and preach. I looked over here at an empty building. He said, put right way there. Make it what you want to make it. See, your, your perception of relationship is going to determine how you hear me. Some of you say, I'm, he's conceited. He's making it about him. Well, would you have had the same mindset if Moses had to say, let's get out of Egypt? Who are you, Moses, to get me out of Egypt? <laughs> Joshua say, let's go into Canaan. Who are you? to? God, I, don't, I don't hear God telling me to go into Canaan. Well, stay your butt in Egypt then. I'm trying to get the onions off your breath. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 4 and I will set up shepherds over them uh, and the shepherd is supposed to feed them and they shall fear no more as a result of that shepherd nor be as a result of that shepherd they shall whoa 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 they're not going to be dismayed Neither shall there be lack. Let me tell you, visitors, if you up under a man of God and he's not preaching you out of lack, that's not your man of God. The criteria of a shepherd is to bring you to the place of not lacking. That they go preaching on that money. Well, how else am I going to keep you from lacking? Because just teaching you Jesus can leave you broke. Neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. <laughs> okay, okay, let me move, let me move. Acts chapter 4. Y'all, that's that Old Testament. I know I hear y'all. He in the Old Testament. Okay, okay, okay. Acts chapter 4 then, verse 33 through 35. Since you say I'm in the Old, let's go to the New. See if it's in the New. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Verse 34, was there any among them that lacked? What you say? Neither was there any among them that lacked. Watch this now. For as many as had possessions of lands and houses. So, now, now, now watch this. It's not talking about they sold their last house. Some of these folks is blessed. They got more houses than what they need. 
And they say, you know what, we can afford to sell a house and take the house and bring the money from the house and give it to the apostle so the apostle can help everybody else so we all can come up. Watch, watch this. And brought them price of the things that were sold, right? Uh, keep reading. And laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he according as he had need. But notice the Bible says, neither was there any among them that lacked. Now, now, if you're currently in, in lack or need, I need you to aim your faith for economic independence. I don't want you to hear this as a beatdown message if you're in lack. No, 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 no. What I need you to do right now is to get a resolute decision that where I am is not God's will. That that's the God of this world's will for me. That's not God's will for me. And I'm not going to aim my faith for economic independence. That I'm not going to stay here. Mm -mm -mm. That it, it will always be like this. Are you listening to me? Now, you, 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 you. You may have a need now, listen at me, but faith can get you out. Come on, say faith can get me out. As a matter of fact, I want to prophetically speak over you and say I break lack off your life. Yeah, I break lack off of your life in the name of Jesus. I have judiciary power under the federal lordship of Jesus Christ to decree and declare over your life that lack is broken off of you. In Jesus' name. And that you shall lack no good thing in Jesus' name. I break it off of your life. Will you receive that over here? I say, I break lack off your life in Jesus' name. Will you receive it right here? I break lack off your life. Will you receive it? I break lack off your life in Jesus' Will you receive it here? I break, you can put it down. I break lack off your life. Will you receive it right here in the middle? Come on, lift your hands. I said, I break lack off your life. In the name of Jesus, when you receive it, I break the power of lack off your life. What about this side? I break lack off your life in the name of Jesus. Come on, say lack. lack. Go, now. Go now in Jesus' name. Listen, now, 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 why did I say that? Why did I say that? Because you will not overcome what you tolerate. You won't overcome what you tolerate. You got to get tired. <laughs> Y'all know I'll be in sick and tired of being. But watch this. Even when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you got to ask yourself, am I still tolerating? Because some people are sick and tired but still tolerate. Now watch this. Why is lack? Why is lack? Why, why is lack Satan's agenda? Listen at this. Because lack keeps you inside focused. Lack can only keep you focused on you. You can't even think about helping nobody else. I'm going to say it another way. You can't be Santa Claus. You can't be Santa Claus. I, I'm, I'm taking Dr. Moore's illustration. Now, you can't be Santa Claus. I, I'm, I'm working to be Santa Claus. You know, what I mean, you know, a lot of, some of us in the same where we got all our prayer. Lord, bless me, Lord. Lord, help me, Lord. Lord, be a blessing. I'm trying to get out of that prayer. I want to move over to this honey thing where I'm like, okay, Lord, who is it? Lord, where they at? Lord, who you want me to bless today, Lord? Who you want me to set it off for today, Lord? Who you want me to take this call to, Lord? 
Oh, this house no money? Well, God, my house paid for. I know, it's house no Well, who it is, Lord? I'm telling you now, you, if, if I'm going to go ahead and give y'all a heads up on something. A heads up on, because I done made my mind. I, I reintroduced myself last night to my, my faith confession of being a multimillionaire. Yeah, it's going to happen. So, so I'm going to go ahead and give you some heads up, and I ain't going to be begging you. If I ever, I told my staff this, they said, all you got to do is mention this on. Uh, if I ever tell you to bring me next Sunday, we're going to have a prayer meeting, and I, I'm praying for bills. I'm praying for bills, and I need everybody to bring me their final payment. I need you to bring me the final payment. I need the account number. I need every, and, I'm, and we praying for bills, right? We praying for bills. And I need you to get here. Trust me as your man of God. And I'm going to be praying for bills. Right? I'm already telling you what's going to happen now. I'm telling you how this thing going to work. And some people still, you know, going to miss it. Praying for bills. And, uh, but what's really going to happen is that everybody that come with the bills the way I said it, I'm going to pay them off. Now watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. I'm, I'm going to pay them off. And our prayer time is only going to be thank you, Lord. That's what we're going to do. We're going to say, thank you, Lord. Now, I don't know how God's going to do it. Now, you know he's going to have to put on, because y'all going to be bringing house notes and all that type of stuff there, too. You get what I'm saying? And I get it, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm just waiting for God to put me in position where I can do it. And watch it. I ain't going to have to spend a whole bunch of money because I know y'all. Come back in the evening time. I ain't, uh, that's all right. I, can, I say, now, you can meet me on Zoom, but all the people on Zoom, I'm, just, I'm, just gonna, I'm putting them on Zoom so they can see. Only the ones coming in the house is going to get it. Only the ones coming in the house going to And I know it's going to be a whole bunch of folks on Zoom, so I ain't going to have to spend a whole bunch of money. Because I know how us is. Amen. Now watch this. Let me get out of here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. Look what it says. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of God to do what? Love one another. Are we there? Come on. And indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase, come on, more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, mm -hmm, and that you do your own, that means mind your own business, <laughs> and, and, and to work with your own hands uh, as we commanded you, now we're closing with this, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are uh-huh, and that's a conjoining, uh, and that ye ha may have, we're in the New Testament, right? And in the New Testament, it says that you may have lack of nothing. Come on, say lack of nothing. Now listen carefully, listen carefully, I'm closing. Lack is more than you not having. Listen, look at me. It's more than about you not having. Watch this. Lack, lack, it's about our witness. Watch this. The New Living Translation of verse 12 says it like this. Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live and you will not need to depend on others. So what's Satan's agenda? What's Satan's agenda? Because lack is more than just about me. Lack is about my witness. So what's Satan's agenda? To destroy the witness. Watch this. The Amplified, 
Verse 12. Because see, we got, we, got the, we got the and part, the end part, that ye may have lack of nothing. But the aforementioned part before the and said that we're supposed to walk honestly toward them that are without. Without what? Them that are without God. They're supposed to see something about us that makes them want what we have. But if we lacking, what's going to make them want who we got? Because it's evident that your God ain't taking care of you. Think about it. You showing up late. What, what kind of witness is that of the Christian? You can't get to church on time. You can't pay your bills on time. What type of witness is that? You're deficient. You're always coming up short. What kind of witness is that? So just now think about it. prosperity gospel is of the devil. Well, if you're telling me prosperity is of the devil, but you didn't tell me lack was of the devil. The Amplified Bible says, verse 12, so that you will behave properly towards outsiders, exhibiting good character, personal integrity, and moral courage worthy of the respect of the outside world. What you say? So God, you got this thing packaged up not just for me. You packaged me in the blessed life for others also. That that's a part of my witness. So here's the question, church. What does this witness look like to the world? Y'all hear me say it all the time. We're not supposed to lack nothing. So what we look like with, with, with cardboard signs out on the street corner. We got kids out there running up to the cars with buckets. And we serve a God to say we're not supposed to lack anything. But we're telling the world we lack and we need you to help us. Because our God can't do what he said he could do. What do we look like? We got these foam plates and the bread is all mushy and soggy and the fish is all cold because we saying in order to take care of God's work, we need to sell fish plates to take care of God's work. What do we look like to the world? What do we look like with raffle tickets? Five, $10 raffle tickets, and if you don't sell the whole book, you got to buy it. What do we look like? What, what type of witness is that to the world that we got to result to the gambling in order to do God's work? What does it look like? It tells the world they're deficient over there. It's destroying our witness, and we don't even care. cannot overcome tolerance. Sometimes I wish I just had about four, five hundred dollars in my pocket. I could just walk up to them and put it all in the bucket and say, can I have the car? I'll tell you what, I'll give you five hundred dollars if you give me the signs and you give me the buckets. And then I want to tell them, please get off the corner. Because we don't have God on the corner. Prostitutes are on the corner. Pimps are on the corner. Poor people are on the corner. We don't need God's church on the corner because his bride ain't poor. He don't prostitute his bride. He ain't the big pimp and put his bride on the corner. 
if I give you a thousand, if I give you five hundred, will you take the kids and leave? Because what are you telling your kids about God? What are you teaching them about God that they got to hold up a sign to get something from God? What are you, what, how are you teaching the kids to honor and reverence? And then we come to church and argue over a dime, over a tithe, but we'll stay on the streets all day long. And we close this out. I got a minute. What, what, what's our responsibility? James 4, James 4 and 7, good close. The Bible says that you and I are supposed to submit ourselves therefore God to God. We're supposed to resist the devil and he'll do what? But if I don't know lack is the devil, I won't resist it. I can't resist faith what I don't know is him. Submit to God. In other words, you got to yield to the revelation that lack is not God's will. You got to agree with it. Don't argue. Don't debate it. And don't make excuses. Yes, I'm in lack. But it's not the will of God. And I'll make a resolute decision now to resist lack. Then the Bible says we got to resist the devil. Lack is the devil. Say that. Now, this word resist means to stand up against. It means to oppose. Come on, talk to lack. Say lack. lack. I oppose you. I oppose. Now, how do we resist lack? How do we resist lack or resist the devil? You got to stand up against lack in your thoughts. I'm not going to have lack thoughts no more. You got to stand up against lack in your words. I'm not going to talk lack. Yeah, I don't have no money. No, 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 no. I don't have no money. What you think, girl? Money grown cheese? I ain't going to talk to my children like that no more. I'm going to say we don't have it right now. Amen. Uh, zero in account. No, I'm replenishing my account. Hallelujah. And then we got to stand up against lacking our actions. We're going to become givers with whatever we have. We're going to do better. We're going to steward over our money properly. We're not going to spend what we don't have. We're not going to buy what we can't afford. Come on, we're going to stand up against lack. Our closets are not going to be the richest place in our homes. We're going to stand up against lack. All my money not going to be on my feet. We're going to stand up against lack. All my money not going to be on my head. We're going to stand up against lack. If I can afford to get a $500 wig, I better have $500 in an account somewhere. We're going to stand up against lack. Yeah, I said it. 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 Forgo that wig, put the $500 in the savings account that has a zero. Save up again and then get the wig. I'm going to let my account match my head. We need a snatch anointing in the church. Snatch, snatch. You shouldn't have got that. You shouldn't have got that. Because now the first time you got a need, play favor. So I can get it. First time you got a need, you come to the church. With your $500 on your head that, you, that, that God already gave you the money. But you got it in your head, on your nails, on your toes. Then you come to church the, from the benevolent, but I'm looking at you like that is right there. Oh, we go to your closet and we look right in your closet and say, that going to be a right there. It ain't that we don't have the money. It's just you will not stand against what you tolerate. I come to break brokenness and lack off your life. Listen at this, I close with this, that you can't practice one way and live another way. I come to raise spiritual generals in right way. 
Right Way is going to be a rich church full of rich people doing rich things for the kingdom of God. Your home is going to be blessed. You're not going to sit up under this anointing and stay in lack in Jesus' name. You're not going to sit up under this anointing and live paycheck to paycheck. You're going to have more than more than enough. Let's make this faith confession. We're close. Say, Father, I thank you that your plan for my life is good and not evil to give me a hope and an expected end. You sent Jesus so that I may have life and that life more abundantly. Lack is not your will for my life. Lack is not your will for my life. I refuse it. I reject it. I renounce it. I claim your covenant promise of increase and abundance. Lack, go from me now. Lack, go from me now. Lord, oh Lord, save now. We beseech thee, send now prosperity and give us success. I believe, I receive by faith. Faith is now. Hope is tomorrow. I believe, I receive by faith. Now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lack is broken off your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. Give us insight, Father. Show us the way. Give us a strategy, God, to correct the error of our ways in the name of Jesus. Give us a strategy, God, to cancel debt supernaturally in Jesus' name. Give us a strategy, Lord, to save and invest in Jesus' name. Give us a strategy, Lord, to employ the works of our hands so that increase comes into our homes and into our lives. Strengthen our hands to receive increase, God, in Jesus' name. Strengthen our character to steward over the increase, God, in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, every head. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.